2: It's the seven eight nine zero four. if you want to get all technical i mean it's 502 on the east coast 202 2 on the west coast 402 tennis time which of course biggest time for the flagship show here at runner grinders it's called grinders live it's sponsored by fantasy draft and joining me today uh he's he might have a case in the mondays because he's kind of sort of playing injured stevie you're just telling us preach show you gotta you, you, got, you have a finger but uh you, you're gonna give it a go we appreciate that
3: yeah uh, you know finger Um uh, can't move the mouse as well or type as much or e- as easy as possible but um Sunday like we're, the Grinders live show is starting the NASCAR race is starting I'm a little um distracted looking this way uh cars are going on track right now so uh ready to talk baseball this is an interesting slate uh when we're looking at this slate just in general I think it's really interesting because yeah we have some top options as far as pitchers go but you know we're really waiting to see what Kevin Roth says about a couple of these games because it's it's not looking as worse as it did this morning but it's looking like it's going to be a rainy afternoon
2: yeah, potential weather lurking in Philadelphia, potential weather lurking uh, as far as the Yankees, the Battle of the Subway Series. Uh, I did see Roth retreat one of the one of the beats not too long ago. Uh, who's, I think he's on the scene. He's in the game, and he's basically said uh, outfield looks like a looks like a, a small river. So uh, they hit the tarp in the field, I believe, basically all day because it's been a mess all day. But, you know, obviously there's a tarp in the outfield. I don't know about the drainage system there in New York, but. Uh, even if the weather clears, they need that outfield, obviously, to not be uh, river-like, I suppose, to give it a go. Uh, there is an open date for both the Yankees and the Mets on a Wednesday, but I think they had a pre-something uh, already planned in that stadium, different event, probably music or something like that. Um, you know, and they're local, obviously, so like in theory, they could squeeze in a game sometime down the road. But uh, definitely want to keep an eye on that, obviously. Roth will be on crunch time later and let you guys know what's going down a more up-to-date update as far as uh, the weather in new york philadelphia anywhere else that might be lurking but like you said stevie it's a nine gamer and hopefully we have your attention like the the race is going <laughs> down
3: are you watching racing is that what's going on no i'm um, reading chat they said who made stevie work on a um nascar day
2: well we didn't know like it, it was supposed to yeah. over the weekend right they're supposed to some racing over the weekend and there was some weather there too i, I imagine is what happened.
3: Yeah, there there was some weather yesterday. It actually worked out great for me because my daughter had a dance show yesterday. I wasn't going to get to watch the show race live. So do the show with you and then um, pop over to the NASCAR chat and chat with them and watch the race. Who we tilted,
2: who we wouldn't for as far as the race. Who's the chalk? Who's Tell, tell us who's going to win. I know it doesn't matter at this point because things are already live. I don't,
3: I don't think anybody really knows who's going to win this weekend. Um, my highest stone driver is, I think, um, Matt Benedetto, or I don't remember.
2: I never heard of that person. Is that a new person? Is that a rookie?
3: Uh, he's just one of the cheaper guys that's starting further back. Yeah, so okay. I, I would tell him. I'm way over the field on him, so I would <laughs> tell him if he wrecks.
2: Uh, do want to mention, we're kind of do this every single weekly. We're giving shout-outs, Stevie, the people that are rocking the RG badge. Of course, if you rock the RG badge and you finish in the top 10 of certain contests, you win yourself uh, one month of RG premium. Uh, D-Train, our fabulous multitasking producer, he's going to go ahead and drop that link in chat for you guys. Not just the rotor grinders uh, you know, chat, I'm sure he'll drop it in the YouTube chat as well. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Jump on over here to rotor as well. Uh, some new people that are rocking the RG badge. Let's give the shout-outs. Uh, and it's always so easy to pronounce these monikers. Uh, SHB Ball 7, Super I Rule 77, J. Velez, uh, K. Foxwoods 45, CM 3111, uh, Fuse eight four nine nine Brent 0514, and Mikey Lou there you go welcome uh good luck and if you guys again if you finish in the top ten rocking the RG badge in certain contests you win yourself uh, one month premium good deal there there's also a fantasy draft free roll it's been dropped in the chat as well too gotta love those of course that's a sponsor uh, of the show as well uh, fantasy draft Steve you got to roster yourself two pitchers uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, what's All going right.
3: on? No, you said two pitchers, and I laugh because the second pitcher is so hard today. I'm struggling with my SP two today.
2: I was hoping, yeah. I wish I had a stronger stand because Chris Sale to me seems underpriced, and it's just like, yeah, I know everybody else is going to play Chris Sale too, and I'm just going to play him. He's, you know, if you look at the projection models, if you look at the bat for Cardi as far as the difference between Sale and other guys, uh, let's see what the Chris Sale was the highest projected pitcher, and he's 10 points projected higher. Uh, you know, it's like a median projection basically against the next guy. Uh, for your cash games, I don't know how you don't play, uh, you know, Chris sale on a two pitcher site. I suppose you can make the argument on a, on a fandle, maybe kind of sort of somewhat. I guess you make the argument to a Morton if you want to really load up the Hannibal Sanchez. But myself personally, I tend to just want to get as many cases as possible. Case are king, and Chris sale should get about eight, nine, ten, maybe 11, 12 or so once again. Not sure what that K prop is, but I'm sure it's massive against the Texas team. That, there is a couple lefties in there today, of course, Gallo uh, on the DL. I was, I was happy to see uh, Ruby Odor in there as well. Can you make an argument against Chris Sale?
3: No, um, I really can't. You know, this lineup, they still have a couple lefties in there. I guess that's the argument. They don't have their normal amount of lefties. Like, Chu's not in there. Gallo's out, you know, obviously. So, like, you know, they don't have the four lefties in there that they usually do. Um, Mazzara and Odor are still in there math is not very good. You know, foresight's been good against lefties throughout his career, but he strikes out a ton as Drupal better from the left side of the plate than the right side. Pence is having a great season, um, <laughs> you know, for some odd reason, but he is, but yeah, there's not really an argument against sale, you know, ownership. Th- would that be the argument? Like um, we do have some other pitchers up towards the top. So like ownership, I think would be the, the biggest argument, but Dean, I did a podcast this morning um, or last night around midnight. This game was at nine. Um, this game's gone down a whole run and a half since it opened.
2: Uh, that is interesting. It opened at nine. Now we're currently at seven and a half. Of course, minor on the other side is really good too. JD Martinez uh, in the lineup too. Do you think that might affect it maybe to some degree, at least fractionally? I guess not so much as far as the total. Uh, you can make an argument for minor. Do you want to make that argument for minor?
3: I think you can make an argument for Miner. Miner's been great this season. This team's struggled against left-handed pitching uh, throughout the year. I'm a Red Sox fan. Mookie's been terrible against lefties this year. JD's been dealing with a back injury. You know, Sam Travis is in there. He's shown a lot of good power um, at AAA, um, especially against lefties. But, you know, still the bottom of that order, Nunez, Bradley, Leone, like, you know, the bottom of the order is weak, and this run total keeps going down. Nobody's going to play Mike Minor against the Red Sox. So you can surely make an argument for Mike Minor in tournaments today.
2: Uh, did Moreland land back in the DL? I know he came back and then he got hurt again, right? Is that what happened? I didn't
3: see. I, so, um, I talked about this. Uh, I haven't been around at all this weekend. I've been so busy. I haven't really caught up on everything for the weekend yet. So I don't know if he went back on the IL yet.
2: Yeah. It looks like it. Yeah. It looks like he's back on the IL. He basically did the same thing that, uh, what's his name? Kano. We came back. He got re-injured. Although Kano I think is already in a rehab, uh, tonight or tomorrow or something like, like that. So maybe he won't land on the IL, but I'm just thinking for the purposes of Travis, like you know. We've seen it in the past. when Whenever Reddy comes in, all of a sudden there's a decent chance he comes out of the game or something like that. But he is super, super cheap, and he may be a route. Not that you want to pick up minor necessarily, but maybe a route of doubling down as far as the arms. Uh, love sale. We'll, we'll, we'll check the ownership later on in the show. I'm not sure where it's at. And of course, we've got a better, more accurate projection the later it gets in the day. Uh, work our way down. Like Morton is awesome. I don't really want to pick on Oakland too much, but uh, it's a bad ballpark. Uh, he doesn't give up much power. Oakland basically survives in their power. I feel as a, I mean, maybe he gives him a solo job or something like that. But Morton, to me, seems a little bit underpriced. Uh, as far as prioritizing the bats, your lineup isn't going to be perfect with Sale and, and Morton, but it's something I'm kind of tinkering with. And then, of course, there's a bunch of crap guys at 6K that are kind of, sort of, somewhat interesting. And that's probably what you're laughing at because we'll talk about it. And I have a hard time separating, um, you know. Well, I guess there's three guys. Like Gaussman seems really cheap. Darvish for tournaments, not cash waka who's been a disaster but he's facing the marlins and then there's musgrove who's the guy coming this year this year a lot of people thought it was going to take the next step and it just hasn't happened uh what are you doing as far as sp2 because it's wide open and it kind of dictates the rest of your lineup obviously
3: well going back to what you were talking about as far as the top two the top i guess it's top three right it's ryu it's morton it's sale uh morton's probably my least favorite out of those three ryu's been phenomenal this season and i think morton does have some strikeout upside here but it, I actually like Ryu um, a little bit more than I like um, Morton. And I like Sale more than I like both of them as far as the top options go. But as far as cheap guys go, like Animal Sanchez in tournaments is a little interesting against the White Sox. They strike out a ton. Um, You know, he has some upside there. I don't think I can play Darvish and Coors. Um, I think Waka is going to be pretty chalky today uh, against the Marlins. And he's one of the worst pitchers in baseball this season against righties. And they threw seven righties against him. Um, So I don't think I'm going to play Waka just because he's going to be really popular. And I actually like Sandy Alcantara on the other side. He's been pitching really well. He's a good real-life pitcher. Um, He's much better than a – much better – real life pitcher than fantasy pitcher and if walk going to be cheap i don't mind pivoting off of him for alcantara or maybe like i said Anibal sanchez but you mentioned galsman he just faced his team he got rocked in that game <laughs> um you know that was very frustrating i actually played him in that start so like i'm not saying that i'm not going to play him in this start so um yeah like eikhoff if the weather becomes an issue in philly I really wanted to play Tanaka as my SP2 on Fantasy Draft and DraftKings because he's just he's really cheap uh, for the type of upside that he has. But if the field is like a river, it, it's really tough.
2: Yeah, again, that's just one beat writer's opinion. It's still a couple hours before the game. At least they have some great drainage systems. But it, 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 at best right now, it looks kind of dicey as far as that game getting played and obviously yield to Roth and see what he has to say uh, on Twitter. And he'll be on crunch time all the way up to uh, to lock, telling, uh, telling you guys what's going down because – I guess that's the first game in the slate, 705 as far as the East Coast. I think Walker's is bad chalk. If he's going to be chalky, he probably is going to be chalky. He's a guy that was demoted to the bullpen. Uh, he's not stretched out. You can make that argument. Like, I just – what is his potential upside? I know the Marlins are terrible. The ballpark is great. Um, you know, he threw, what, the 32 pitches on the on the fourth. Uh, he threw 40 pitches on the 29th. The last time, uh, on the 22nd, he threw 86 pitches. I just – I can't see him going beyond, like, five. Obviously, the price, you know, he can – if he's fine in five five and change or something like that the prices they're not charging you for seven or eight innings so it's kind of built in and the Marlins you know are terrible uh but I I don't know it's and it's something I I just it's just a button I don't want to click I don't trust Michael Walker and he's a bigger name than he is as far as the actual arm and the stats like you said he's been a bit of a disaster this year so much so that he was demoted and I do prefer uh, taking a shot on Musgrove or Gaussman or even like Darvish in tournaments just because there's some upside there in theory if you can just like not walk the world. Uh, Stevie, as far as the the Morton versus uh, Rio conversation, here's my here's my argument for Morton. I like Rio too. I just don't know. I don't want the spot because, you know, not a lot of Ks, of course, in Anaheim, which is kind of an issue. They don't strike out that much. His K rate is actually lower than Morton's K rate and he's more expensive than Morton. That's my argument for Morton over Rio. Over, over
3: yeah, I think they're they're pretty close. Um the, the thing is, like when you're looking at Ryu here, like the Angels ballpark's been a really good ballpark for hitters this season, too. Um, but this team still struggles against left-handed pitching. Um they they like they're gonna put Otani. Otani's probably gonna be in there, Calhoun's probably gonna be in there, which gives him a bump. Fletcher doesn't strike out, but he just doesn't have a ton of power. Um, you know, Trout's obvious Mike Trout, like he's just incredible in general. Um you know, Puilo, Puelo, Puelo. I can't remember how, how you say it. I looked it up the other day, but, um. and then when you get to the bottom of the half of that lineup, it's just really bad against lefties. So, like, Ryu has so much strikeout upside with Otani in there in the bottom of the order. So, it just, man, it just worries me. Morton worries me a little bit. Like, there's just a lot of power in here um on the Tampa side of things, and I, I get why you like him, and, like, I'm not saying that I'm fading him. He's been really good against righties. He strikes out the lefties. Uh, there's a ton of reasons why to like him. It's just he's my least favorite out of the three is all I was saying.
2: He's a big ground ball guy. He doesn't give up a ton of fly balls, and he doesn't give up a ton of homers. So, like, you know, as far as uh, you pull up the data of the last couple of years or so, let's see, this year or last year, I have 2018-2019 as far as Morton, 12.6% as far as home homing the fly balls and, you know, .82 homers per nine. And that part of that is being protected by that ballpark there in Tampa as well. Of course, Oakland's got some boppers. But I, uh, I feel pretty good about, about Morton. Uh, and like, he's been striking out more lefties and righties this year. And as far as that lineup he's facing today, let's go ahead and fire up the old, uh, the old play in IQ, Oakland versus Tampa. How many lefties, how many righties we have as far as the breakdown here. We've got uh, Olsen, uh, Grossman, Profar, and Taylor. I don't know who Taylor – Bo Taylor. Bo.
3: Yeah, he's a call-up. He's a catcher, um, right? Pretty sure he's a catcher. Yeah,
2: he's a catcher, and I think he's either he's one of the best bows in baseball of all time. Unless I – missed him.
3: Um, I did a little bit of research on him last night. I think it's more. Um, he's more of a defensive catcher than an offensive catcher. But I'm gonna I'm gonna double check really quick.
2: There's Bo Bichette, but he spells it differently. This is Bo, like spelled like like Bo Bridges of the Bridges. You ever good. watch?
3: You ever watch The Ranch
2: on Netflix, Dean? I'm aware. Is that the uh, Ashton Kutcher? I'm aware of the existence of it. But yeah. Did you like
3: it. the '70s show? It's fine. It was fine. I did yeah, love If you like the '70s show, you like the ranch. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, not a not a big power guy, from what I'm seeing in his AAA numbers. Um, OPS in, in AAA not great, but his numbers have been a lot better this year. Uh, maybe that's why they're giving him a chance this year over last year. His walk rate's around 22 percent. Strikeout rate on 25 percent iso 195 um he's run definitely run really good with the Babbitt.
2: is there any other pitcher that we should sort of highlight of course some of these guys will come up during the conversation we have question and answers later on the show uh like Aramon marquez i love him you know obviously he's taken a, a step down from what he did last year especially in the second half he is in course field that's kind of sort of baked into the price uh, i like canning i think canning's a legit pitcher he's going to be solid uh he's looked good so far as you know as far as a youngster. i just don't like the spot against the dodgers and all those lefties uh, you touched on uh, Tanaka and the you know the potential of rain there. Uh, Vargas has been great, but I still don't totally buy it. Uh, yeah, what, what else is left to say here? So, I mean, do we have to mention the four K pitcher pitching for Oakland just because he's four K? Like he's like eight K on fantasy. No, perhaps? he's
3: terrible. He's really really bad.
2: That's what I think. Uh, I think he's an absolute disaster. Yeah, now. Yeah, like we're
3: him. not we're not matching. We're not like I take a shot at six K on like Anibal Sanchez or something before you take a shot on like the bad Oakland pitcher.
2: That's where I'm at as well. I think just spend the extra two K, you'll still plenty of money for your bats, and you're almost kind of paying up at that time when you're getting Tanner. Like you're probably uh, packaging him with Sale or something like that, I suppose, and get the world as far as the hitters. But uh, we're both on the side that Tampa Bay is going to rake tonight. It sounds like.
3: Oh yeah, definitely on Tampa today.
2: Yeah. So summarize the pitchers best we can, and then jump uh, as far as the pitch uh, as far as maybe a a favorite bat or two that's going to be basically at the core of your lineups.
3: Uh, to summarize, pitchers like Sale, it's like Sale, and then like Morton and I think Ryu are like two A, two B. I don't think you go wrong with either one of those guys. Um, but I do think Sale is above him when we're just looking at like the top tier. So, um, those would be the top three pitchers on the slate uh, as far as the cheaper guys. Tanaka is interesting if the weather's okay. Weather doesn't look great. Um waka me and dean both think waka is bad chalk he's struggled with righties he's facing a lot of righties even though it's the marlins and it's in miami you know he just hasn't been showing a ton of command this season um so uh as far as the cheap guys you know we mentioned sanchez um alcantara galsman and um potentially musgrove i guess and then like you darvish if you just want the full-on risk of playing somebody in course field but um it's not great as far as sp2s go today so if you have something that stands out to you that you want to play just play it uh dean really quick before we go over to hitters i wanted to ask you because i was playing around with it before the show in cash games today can you make an argument for playing sale morton that's what i'm trying to make happen i'm always trying to make that happen and i want to
2: see at what cost it is that's, that's one of the reasons i was asking you about Travis. <laughs> travis is a guy that can certainly help help you get there well, alonzo
3: is really really cheap too like he's wasn't he like 3k or something
2: yeah yonder's 3k Cargo's
3: really cheap we're going to talk about all these guys when we start going to the bats but like we have some really really cheap plays and if you start punting catcher and everything um you know obviously like you're starting to get into positions where maybe you can make morton and sale work i know you're you play more cash games than i do but like I'm throwing around the idea today with my cash lineup to play two top tier pitchers, and
2: it's not just a great, great spot for Morton because like this Oakland team, you know they have there's some boppers and they also don't strike out a ton necessarily. But like how much Gaussman could go put up a negative, it wouldn't surprise me. Waka, I don't, I don't, I just don't trust. I mean, I'm sure like the projection models, I imagine I haven't done it yet, uh, would probably tell you to pair him with Waka, but and I may end it with some Waka, begrudgingly, but I won't be happy about it. That's not the plan right now. Um, but that's I just don't trust anybody else. And if anything, it's just sort of an argument for sale. Like I just don't know how you don't play sale on a two pitcher site. Like it's just that it should come preloaded as far as your cash games. Just play Chris Sale. Uh, he's so far and above everybody else. Uh, as far as uh, like th- that's the thing. It's like it's Morton or you're gonna play like Gaussman or something like that, which could be okay. Uh, and you get a couple extra bats, and that's sort of what I'm debating. And it's all gonna come down to you know, lineup construction, obviously, and see if I'm hurting my bats too much or if I feel confident enough to, to roll with it. Uh, speaking of those bats. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you didn't, uh, you didn't mention a, a couple of our, uh, your favorite core plays as far as hitters.
3: Um, yeah. So I really like Bryce Harper today. If this game is a go, if Roth tells us this game's a go, I really like Harper today. Um, you know, in one aspect, you're kind of hoping Tanaka gets the pitch, but in the other aspect, the Yankees are going to be so chalky tonight that it wouldn't hurt my feelings um, if that game gets rained out. But, yeah, I really like um, Bryce Harper, and I really like the the race. Um, you know, Diaz stands out to me at his price the most. He's batting six, which I hope kind of keeps people off of him as well. But this team's healthy again. Everybody's back. You know, they got Meadows back. Garcia's good to go. Diaz is back. Uh Zanino's back. Like this is just a spot that um I really like the Rays, but yeah, Diaz stands out to me the most um when you're especially when you're looking to try to play two top end pitchers.
2: Yeah, uh I like the Rays as well. I'm not sure how much I like him in cash necessarily, but if nothing else, I'll definitely have a, a ray stack to some extent. Like Meadows just seems too expensive when you take his name and compare him against we talk about, you know, Betts is too cheap and JD Martinez is back and he's too cheap and uh you know tommy fan, not the sexiest names there on tampa but he do have a five and a half as far as a total which kind of speaks to uh tander anderson just not being very good uh no pedigree here not good in the minors uh giving up too many homers too many fly balls not enough ground balls uh no, wait, no actually he's a big ground ball guy right and that's the one thing he actually had going for him, if I'm not mistaken but otherwise his uh his pitching uh you know his profile was really really Wonky. I like Brandon Lau. Brandon Lau, I think, is a reasonable price. You know, lefty righty, set at the platoon in his favor. Uh, we saw he like, banged out a couple homers the other day in Fenway. A ton of power there, and the price isn't too extravagant. I like him a good bit. Uh, if I landed him in cash, I'm perfectly fine. If nothing else, I love him for a tournament play. Uh, I, I think you know. You talked about Harper. Harper's issues has been you know he's just striking out way too much, and Taylor Clark is just not striking anybody out, especially from the left hand side. So, in theory, we've seen it before, Stevie like good Bryce Harper spots where it's just been disappointing. And it's been, let's be, let's face it, it's been a disappointing season. If you cover the name of a Bryce Harper and look at his numbers, like, well, why am I rostering this guy? It's just not, you know, jumping off the page. But this should be a good spot where, uh, again, Taylor Clark should get banged around a bit from the Philadelphia team. Uh, let's jump into position by position here to talk about catcher. And I suppose it's the age-old question, uh, how much are we prioritizing a guy like Gary Sanchez? Again, assuming this game goes against Vargas, or are we just going to flat-out punt catcher?
3: <laughs> Dean, what kind of question is that? You already know I'm in a punt catcher. Um <laughs> yeah. I mean um, who's the punt though? If you're paying up, I do think that you pay up for Sanchez today. Um this is an amazing spot for him. You're certainly looking at paying up. Um Zanino is probably my favorite catcher on the slate at thirty one hundred. Not necessarily like, you know, the the Mathis and the Taylors and the Leones price wise. Um but like 3,100 for a catcher seems very fair. Um, so, I, I really like um, Zanino today. He's a guy that I'm going to play quite a bit. Um, I hate to say it, like, I don't love any of these punt catchers that are really cheap, but a 2K catcher, I, at that point, like, just get on base once. Like, that's all you got to do. <laughs> he's probably not going to against Sale, but, hey, you never know.
2: I like the upside of Zanino. Like, like, like you yeah. pointed him out, and the price isn't too expensive. Obviously, he's buried to some degree about eighth at home, but – if Tampa does uh, beat up Oakland like we kind of sort of think is going to happen, he probably uh, gets his four ABs. He gets he gets that fourth at bat. It's always, you know, if it's like a 4-2 game and then the home team wins or something like that, the eighth, ninth spot, they only get three at bats, which, you know, again, this is things that people don't think about. But those at bats are precious. The difference between three at bats and four at bats, that's a massive usage increase. Uh, you just want to get as – you want to compile as many positive bats as possible in your lineups. And that one at bat can definitely make a difference for sure. Uh, Real Muto, I don't mind against Clark. Again, that's probably more so for a stack. Uh, I don't think that's uh, necessarily a cash game play. You mentioned Sanchez. If you have all the money in the world, obviously a great play. Assuming that game goes, we do live in a world with salary cap. And just general thoughts as far as cores, because I don't know, man. We don't see a ton of 11 and a in cores. Usually it's like 11, 10 and, a half, uh, and these are positive pitchers. Like Darvish and Marquez are better than the average pitcher. Does that total seem weird to you? Is that alarming to some degree? Because I'm, I'm not on Colorado or. Chicago as much as I should be according to the line.
3: Well, Marquez has been one of those guys that like this season he pitches better on the road. Obviously, Um, Darvish has really struggled with like his control issues. So I think that's one of the reasons why you know I don't think Darvish has pitched past the six all season, right? Like you're going to get the Cubs bullpen. I believe Um, that. So yeah, it's just one of those things where. I don't hate the cores game today. It's just gonna be about getting the right exposure in certain places to that game. I think that anytime you're at cores, you know, eleven and a half doesn't seem crazy. Um, but yeah, I think that the other one of the other catchers, like if I was gonna pick a catcher in cores and I don't wanna go all the way up to Sanchez, um, Caratini is a guy that has a lot of power and he gets the ball up in the air, um, which is always really good when you're playing in cores. So power with being able to hit fly balls is definitely important
2: oh i didn't see that lineup is out caratini's in and uh the regular catcher is out too uh, for yeah, some Contreras reason out. yeah but the, I'm, I'm getting the initials like wc and i couldn't think of his name for some reason but there you go <laughs> it crossed him off the list if you guys are playing him Contreras, that would be uh let's jump the first base and again this is another thing just kind of like how the sp2 is today like first base i don't have a definitive stance so like you've got to play this guy it's just you know, there's like four or five guys that I think are kind of sort of interesting. Depends on where you're shopping. If you're on uh, Fanduel, I think Matt Adams makes for a nice price just because he's discounted and, you know, positive. This is the first time we're going to mention this name all season long. It's my favorite name in all of baseball. I'm glad to see him back to us It's Odrizimir Despaigne taking the bump today for Chicago. Welcome back, O'Drisomir.
3: Um Despaigne is just not that great. <laughs> he is a massive ground ball pitcher. I'll say that. He he's a, a ground ball, ball guy. He, he, that he gives he, up a ton of home runs. <laughs> he, he
2: throws junk. He throws like five or six different pitches that are all kind of like equally junky. Uh, you know, he's not going to overpower you. It's just, I, I just think it's a fun name to say. He used to play back for the, uh, the Padres and the Marlins. I remember that, you know, it wasn't too long ago and he's bounced around and you know, the White Sox need need somebody to throw out there. So here you go. Congratulations. It's a, it's a reason we're responding against Washington, who I think is another team that's uh, pretty interesting as far as a, a stack perspective. Uh, don't mind Matt Adams. But when, he, when he's the same price as everybody else, it kind of changes the conversation. Uh, where are you looking as far as first base?
3: Uh, If I'm looking at the top, I think Freeman's a nice pivot off of Rizzo. Um, Freeman's in a great spot here against Musgrove. Uh, Going down some, Luke Voigt, if that game is a go, like he's he's the guy that I think like I would put in my cash game lineup at first base. Um, 44 doesn't seem like it's super expensive. Um, Obviously, you can play multiple guys here at first base over there on fantasy draft. I will say if you're playing on Yahoo, just a really quick, if you're playing on Yahoo, um, Hoskins is too cheap on Yahoo today. Um, 12 bucks. The other right guys there. that stand out to me are Choi, um, Alonzo. We'll talk about Diaz when we get to third base, but um, Alonzo, uh, 3K, Dean. Like at, at this point against Anibal Sanchez, like why Why is he only projected for 5% ownership? Uh,
2: Anibal's a little reverse splitsy, for what it's worth, but um... – yeah, I mean, he's fine. I, 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 yeah, pe- do people like rostering around there a lot? So, he's kind of like a, a slightly better version of Kendrick's Morales. I don't, I don't know if that's, that's not a copy. Yeah, but,
3: like, he's just – he's running so raw. Like, uh, let me pull up plate IQ really quick. Um, Tell me he's been like, unlucky. He's, he's been super unlucky. His BABIP, I think, is, like, 190. 195 is his BABIP this season. He still has an average exit velocity of 88.2. Um, okay only a 12.5% soft contact rate. So he's still getting a lot of medium to hard contact. So I think for the most part that, you know, you're looking at it and Alonzo has been a little unlucky. He's not been great. Like, you know, when you look at the CX WOBA, it's still only 350. You want to see CX WOBA like 400, 450, um, even when you're running bad. So he's not been great. He doesn't have a ton of power as like he used to, but for 3k, you could do a lot worse.
2: I just speaking of Kendrick's Morales, I just can't wait, you know, for uh what is it, Judge and Stanton to be back because I think that would mean the end of Morales maybe. I don't know. He's gonna You I, would think I, so. He'd probably DF, be DFA'd at that point. We shall see. Want to see those guys healthy nonetheless. Um and the other one is like what do we do with these Dodgers lefties? You know, Bellinger is actually a pretty decent price considering what he's been throughout the throughout the season. And it's been it's been justified. He's been, you know, one of the best hitters in all of baseball, obviously. Muncie. Who uh, did you happen to catch that the, the deal with Muncie
3: and Mad Bum over the weekend? I did. Um I saw um I saw it on Twitter. Sorry. I just told you Matthew Benedetto something happened to him and I would I would I'd be tilted and he just got hit on pit road. So Oh no, am um, sorry. It was throwing my game off. But yeah, I saw that. I love that Muncy told him if he doesn't want me to you know, you know, look at it, go get it out of the bay. Like that I already is- like, I'm I'm a Dodgers fan in general, just because I like a lot of the just the players on the Dodgers, like Jock Peterson, Bellinger. Muncie Turner so um I love that that was hilarious I just I just love Bumgarner too like Bumgarner is
2: such a grouch he is the worst get like him and that sort of mentality and by the way Bumgarner at home run and he he starts staring at it too he's a hypocrite he's a jerk (laughs) I don't like Mad bum he's not as good as he used to be too for what it's worth but uh he's just so what a curmudgeon who doesn't like backflips and like come on man I heard one of the announcers griping about a player wearing a chain the other day dude you know, just let them have some fun. Uh,
3: whatever. Like uh, going away. for what it's worth. I do like old school baseball. Um, I do like <laughs> you know chin music. I do like brushing people off and playing. I do like reminding things, and I like hard slides of second base. I like all that stuff. But I will say, like, if you don't have, if you have a problem with a guy standing there and giving, like, watching a home run, don't give up a home run. Yeah, or, there you go. Or hit him in the next at bat. Like, if you don't like it, don't don't hey. talk smack to him. Hit him.
2: We have a minute Stevie. you used the pitch right is anybody ever um, like sta- is anybody ever staring and like uh, giving you the extra look and you've got, it kind of give you know tim Music in the way back or what
3: so I'll be honest I didn't give up a lot of home runs. I was more of a ground ball pitcher um okay. I had a really good curveball really good fastball for like high school and stuff, so I didn't give up a lot of home runs um nope, never had that happen. I got hit many times because I would stand and stare i <laughs> So you're Um, a hypocrite too. You're an old school guy. No, I'm not a hypocrite. I said, I wouldn't mind if I got hit. Like if I'm going to stand there, I'm going to watch a home run, hit me. That's fine. Uh, But (laughs) if I pitch against you in the next, you know, few games or something, I still remember you're going to get hit right back. So, um, yeah, I I never really had that happen. I will say like I played for a coach. Um, I'm not going to mention names or where it was at. I played for a coach at a level of baseball where a guy had hit three home runs off the team that I was playing for at the time in the same game and he came up a fourth time and my coach told me to go out there and peg him like i came in the game just to hit him oh i did hit him i got ejected because i came out i hit him i got ejected the, the butt um, you get, get the butt of the head the butt no i don't hit people in the head no, yeah. that, you're messing with them like i usually like you know hit people in the ass um yeah. i when i was like when i was 12 i hit a kid not on purpose in the ribs and i fractured his ribs and he got like he had to get like hospitalized off the field, um, and I, ever since that day when I hit people on purpose, I always threw like in the butt range. They uh, remind him. I mean, there's plenty of juice back there in the butt. You'd be all right. I mean, Vogelbach wouldn't even feel it. You know, he's on Team girth for sure. Yeah, Vogelbach, my Vogel bomb. Make sure you get his name right. Uh, he wouldn't feel it at all. They, uh, you know, like eight, nine, 10 years
2: old, whatever. They're trying to figure who can pitch and who can't pitch. They threw me on the mound just to see. I'm a lefty, so they're excited they want to see a lefty because that's kind of different and special or whatever. Uh, and they had a live hitter up there. First pitch I threw, I broke the dude's nose. And that was the end of my pitching career. But uh, <laughs> yeah, back, back to first base.
3: <laughs> so, like, when I was in high school, funny story really quick. When I was in high school, we played an um, intermeal game with the girls softball team. And we had one of the top teams in the state. And I would tell you, it's so hard to hit a softball coming in that fast but I was dating a girl at the time and messing around with her. I would try to throw it like in on her and I hit her and broke her wrist. Um, Yeah. We didn't date much longer after that, but (laughs) it was, it was was very funny to me um, that I hit her. I didn't try to hit her, but it wasn't funny that I broke her wrist.
2: Yeah. Well, in retrospect, it's kind of funny. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, So I was asking as a generalization and like kind of build around Bellinger and Mudsley, what do you do with the Dodgers today versus Canning?
3: Man, candy has been really good, Um, but the Dodgers are really good against right-handed pitching, Um, and that ballpark has been giving up some – like that ballpark has really changed this season, and I don't think people have really caught on to it um, too much. So I I think that it's um, very interesting – sorry, my phone's blowing up about – something but yeah um my wife's at the grocery store she's driving me nuts oh
2: Um, that was your ex-girlfriend back in the day and she's saying it's no
3: no, that would be like (laughs) watching the show that'd be hilarious (laughs) um i think if you play the dodgers today let's just say this if you play the dodgers today you want it to be more of a stack i think um because they're expensive you're not getting discounts um but, yeah, I think you play more as a stack because, like, you're not getting a discount on, like, Bellinger and everything like that. So, I, I would well, stack.
2: Bellinger's close to 11K on fans draft normally. He's close to, like, 5.758 5, on DK. So, you are getting a bit of a discount. It doesn't look like it, but it, it's cheaper than normal for what it's worth. But it's still
3: expensive. I guess they are they are cheaper than I thought. Like, Bellinger's really the only one that's priced up. Jock's a little banged up right now. Muncie is cheap. Seager's cheap. Turner's cheap. Like, you can make a nice little Dodger stack.
2: Uh Keystone is just in second base, talked about how much I want Brandon Lau, but if I can't get the Brandon Lau, I think the, the clear and obvious cash game play is Cesar Hernandez versus Taylor Clark again under the presumption that game goes. What are you doing at second base?
3: Exactly what you just said. Um if I can't <laughs> get the Lau, I'm gonna play Hernandez. Um you know, obviously I I think you can make an argument for Sterling Castro. Like uh, okay, Dean, we're we're trying to make this whole Morton or Ryu sale team work. We're we're trying to play two of the studs. Like Sterling Castro's batting fourth against Waka. He's 3,100. If we're expecting the Marlins to score some runs against Waka, like we can make an argument for it. Now, do I want to do it? No, I want to play up – I want to pay – get Hernandez or I want to get Brandon Lau. So, um McMahon would be the other guy that I'd be looking at, kind of in that mid-tier. Um, I don't think I'd play up for Boat today. I don't mind Marte. You know, Eikhoff does struggle with lefties. But I think second base is a good position to potentially save some money today, going down to, like, Hernandez.
2: Yeah, uh, I know a different position on DK. Obviously, positions don't, positions don't matter on a site like a, a fantasy draft, essentially. But, you know, uh, Castro is the same price as Chris Davis. And you're not supposed to, like, necessarily target your hitter against your pitcher. But Chris Davis is cheap enough where I think it's okay to play him against Charlie Morton or even just play him like a la court. Oakland just in general as a team is is way priced down. So they're an interesting little stack if you're not playing Morton. I don't mind the one-off against Morton either in roster on both. Uh, third base, hot corner, what do you have for me?
3: Um, Diaz. You know, I talked about him a bunch already. Um, I, he's, he's a core guy for me today. Uh, I really like the spot for him. He's 3,800 batting six I don't think a lot of people play him but I did a lot of research on this Anderson guy and he's just not really good uh he hasn't been really good at any level I don't know why he's getting called up but he is so I'm gonna pick on him uh because I do like the spot um outside of him though like I like Moran on Fandle he's still cheap on Fandle right um he's been really really good recently like his his trends are trending in the right direction kind of what we saw with his power numbers at the end of last year Um, so I don't look at like his full season stats because he started the season really, um, struggling, but Moran's, um, power upside, Matt Carpenter against Alcantara batting leadoff. Um, he's another guy that kind of stands out. I want to play Brian Anderson more in the outfield than I do at third base because I, I think Diaz being the same price, like leads me to more, um, Diaz, but Anderson is a guy that like, he's a guy that I have really high up on my list for home run today.
2: Uh, a couple guys on Fandle, I think Donaldson's, four, well, he's 3K on Fandle, and uh, Ho Gung, I believe, might be 2K over there. He cracked the lineup for what it's worth. I know he's like still a minimum someplace. I'm pretty sure it's Fandle. DK is 2.8. Uh, you know, he hasn't had a spectacular season, has been kind of in and out of the lineup, but he's got some power. And, you know, Gausman is somebody who's, you know, not, we're not afraid of for that price. I don't mind that as a step down. And Rendon, I don't historically like him versus lefties, but Adrian Rizzi and and that bullpen behind him, lock in for the uh, you know nine innings, decent shot at five ABs. I don't mind spending up a Rendon for tournaments. Can't get there in cash, obviously. You mentioned Carpenter. That's the guy I really want because uh, you know Acantra really really struggles versus lefties, especially striking them out. Last two years, uh, 261 uh, batters faced, 12.6% as far as striking them out. That is terrible. Uh, yeah, that's not very good. An ISO of, of 118 a 314 WOBA for what it's worth, not necessarily jumping off the page. That's actually pretty good, but still, he's going to make contact at his Carpenter, uh, so I do like him, and then again, on the road, decent shot at those five babies as well. Let's jump to shortstop. What do you have for me?
3: Uh, shortstop's a position that I'm kind of struggling with today. I think like if you're paying up, it's story. Um, Torres, if the Yankee uh, – okay, let me rephrase that. I'm not struggling if the Yankee game plays because I want Torres if the Yankee game plays. Um, I feel like it's pretty easy to fit him in. Outside of that, though, like, it's just a position that, like, you know, I, I don't love, so I don't mind going cheaper. Maybe, like, a Newman against Galsman batting leadoff. Um, I don't know, Dean. Like, I, it's just a position, like, if, if the Yankees game doesn't play, I'm going to have to decide do I want to pay up for Story or am I gonna go down like a Newman? I guess like Corey Seager is another guy you could potentially look at, um, even though he's facing a better pitcher. And then Gene Segura uh, batting third uh, against uh, Clark, who doesn't strike anybody out.
2: Yeah, I feel like shortstop might be like the last position I fill in. I, yeah, I, sure. I, I'm with you. I don't really like anything here. Like they're all—it's a bunch of stuff that's fine, but as far as the actual like the asking price, there's nobody that jumps off as like a positive value for me. They're all just sort of like what they should be or more story is almost 6k almost you know he's super expensive on fantasy Jeff as well you know I don't necessarily want to pick on Erman Marquez and you're not going to get discount with Baez uh Turner again I don't mind Turner against the Spani, but he is pretty pricey so it's and if you're on fantasy Jeff I don't know if you have to play a shortstop like one of these guys are going to get there I'm not, I'm not picking on Chris Sale I'm not smart enough to figure out who it's, who's going to get to him if somebody does uh don't mind Bogart's against minor I suppose but that's probably more so from a stack or a mini-stack purpose. But uh, Torres is the guy, ideally, like you said, if that game goes, he seems to make the most sense there against Jason Vargas. Let's jump to the outfield. Uh, I kind of mentioned Chris Davis as a cheapie. Again, who wants to pick on Charlie Morton? But when the price is so low, I think he's worth considering. Where do you have uh, – we talked about Harper already, too. Harper seems like a great spot, uh, underpriced, again. Take a shot every time, we say, assuming the game goes. But assuming the weather is good there in Philadelphia, Harper is well-positioned against Clark who just uh, doesn't look very good and does not miss many bats. And that's uh, the issue with Harper's is year: the striking out way too much outfield. Who do you have? Uh,
3: so, you know, you know, you mentioned the guys that I really, really like um, outside of that, like, you know, obviously all the Yankees bats, but I like David Peralta a lot. If As long as that Philly game, Roth gave the Philly game a yellow orange. So I'm kind of expecting that game to play um, his recent reports up. So, I like that. Um obviously I like the Tampa Bats. Um oh, I guess we need to mention Cargo, right? Like he's just ridiculously cheap. He's going to be very popular going back to Colorado for the first time. I think he's a like 3k or something. He's like ridiculously like underpriced. So he's one of I the ways he to
2: beat the double barrel as far as the pitchers.
3: Yep. And then like, you know, we mentioned Sam Travis at first base, but he you can also play him in the outfield 2700 bat and 6. Um Austin Dean batting leadoff, three um, K. You mentioned Chris Davis. Like, at what point do you just play Chris Davis because he's too cheap? Like, is this the spot you just play Chris Davis because he's too cheap?
2: You can. It's a bad spot, obviously. Morton's not a big flyball guy. He doesn't give a lot of homers. The ballpark's not good for it. But yeah, it's all sort of baked in as far as the price, and I'm okay with it. Um, you're a Boston guy. You're assuming Denny Martinez is fine. You know, he's been in and out as far as the back and they gave indications like maybe he comes back today maybe he comes back three days from the from the today it depends on how he feels and i assume he feels fine or are you feel any uh, apprehension as far as rolling him out there today or you like him
3: yeah he's just he's so good against lefties that if they're if they're putting him in the lineup i, I have a feeling like he's okay um he's he's an investment he's not a guy that like they have for a year or anything like that so i, I think that you know if he's in the lineup he's good to go
2: i uh just pulled up ross weather he updated at 4:10 as far as central times about a half hour ago uh, or so just dropped it in chat for you guys yeah currently orange as far as the new york game yellow orange uh arizona philly uh everything else seems to be perfectly fine green yellow in boston green yellow in atlanta and again hit up crunch time roth will give you a more up-to-date update as far as what's going down weather-wise and tunnel will answer all your baseball related questions uh and bets is too cheap too right like I know you said Betts hasn't been good against lefties this year, but I don't. I just don't care. It's it's Betts, and he's just too cheap. The yeah. has been good, but again, I don't think I care, and he's definitely in my pool.
3: Yeah, uh, man. There's so many concerning things for Betts against lefties this season, and it has nothing to do with just. It's just he's not striking out still, so it's not like he's missing it. He's just not hitting it well. Um, How big is the sample? We're we're getting to the point where it's concerning. It's 76 at-bats, um, 76 plate appearances. So, like, we're getting to the point where it's starting to get a little concerning. Like, I still like 150. Uh, I think that tells us more. And it's, it's a lot harder on lefties because you don't get as many at-bats against righties. So, it really takes you almost a half a season to start getting, like, really good numbers for lefties. But, like, if we're looking at his stats from the start of last season to get the whole 261 plate appearances – He's phenomenal against left-handed pitching. But when you start looking at, like, the differences, like, his fly ball rate uh 155 plate appearances last season was 44%. This season it's 54%. He's not getting line drives. So what I'm trying to say is he's just not making the contact that he was making last year in a half amount of sample size. So that's my, like, concern with Mookie Betts. Like, you just watch him and – He's not striking out. It, it's just like he's not getting those, like, doubles. He's getting pop-ups, and he's getting singles. So, that that's my issue. He's got to fix the old launch angle is what you're saying. He needs to work on the launch angle. He needs to – Well, it was Devers earlier this season worked with J.D. Martinez a little bit, and he just went on a massive roll. So, like, Betts needs to go see Coach J.D. Well, can we
2: say that Chavis was uh, kind of a splash in the pan? That, that He was an overachiever, right? He hit that rookie
3: wall really fast. It was <laughs> it was a good run while it lasted, though.
2: It was a good run. Uh, we're going to do the screen share in a second, uh, Stevie and I have to notice that you did the uh, you did the expert surveys. So let's go ahead and share that for the people. It's going to show them what the what you get. Of course, there's many things you get as far as the premium members. Uh, we can list them, but there's just too many to count. We don't have time for that because our little nostalgic conversation about us being baseball players, uh, some to various degrees and others. Uh, Wait, we
3: got have- sidetracked on the Dean Show. <laughs> No. Whoever, whoever had
2: like 25 minutes in like uh, feel free to click cash your tickets uh your favorite hitter for cash game today happens to be oh did you mention Kyle Schwarber I guess you like Schwarbs huh oh,
3: I like Schwarber a lot he's like one of the hottest hitters in baseball right now going to Coors Field and he's not like extremely expensive It's 4,500 I guess I didn't mention him when we were talking about outfielders but yeah I like Schwarber a lot today um, batting leadoff. He's on the road uh, in cores batting leadoff. Uh, so he obviously gets the opportunity for the extra at bat. I love leadoff hitters in cores. And he's a leadoff hitter with power and he's really hot. So yeah, he's one of my favorite plays today.
2: And the expert survey kind of speaks to our conversation where if there's not a clear consensus. Uh, you know, it's just four different hitters for cash, four different hitters as far as your favorite hitter for tournaments. This is yourself, Notorious Tuttle and uh, SBK. And, uh, yeah, you already talked about how much you like Bryce Harper. I like Bryce Harper a ton as well, too. And Notorious is on Brandon Lau with us as well. We didn't mention Moncada but certainly, of course, don't mind Mankata against Adebay for tournaments, and Bellinger as well. Just doesn't matter who he's facing. Uh, he just seems to be annihilating everybody. Favorite pitcher for cash games, not really a conversation. It's Chris Sale, and as far as the step down for tournaments, everybody is consistent with Sale again. And then Notorious goes in Charlie Morton. Uh, your favorite cheap pitcher for cash games, Steve, you have Kevin Gaussman, and that's – you kind of like,
3: you just, I don't reading. have Gaussman. Oh, dude. I'm reading
2: SBK. I apologize. You said Tanaka. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know I don't, yeah. if you're throwing SBK into the bus right now. You're saying Gaussman's a terrible pitcher.
3: No, I'm not saying that. I was just like, that's not who I put on there. I was making sure that the formatting wasn't wrong or anything.
2: No, that's my bad. That's my mistake. I apologize. I can't read, reading is hard, apparently. But uh, again, it's interesting that you know, four different well, three different guys Gaussman's repeated, uh, but then you have Tanaka notorious as Ikov uh let's see your favorite salary saver on the board see if you have everybody else it's cargo which is you know
3: who wants to pick on uh, marquez but he's back in colorado he's 3k he's a hitter in cores 3k on the road like i would be i'd be disappointed if anybody didn't put cargo as their cheap play
2: it's interesting. The player you're most afraid to have little to no exposure to is Waka. And I kinda feel that way too. <laughs> I just feel like I'm overthinking Waka. Like I think he's like terrible. I kinda ex-
3: I kinda explained why in the useful trend um I wrote out why I don't like Waka today.
2: All right. Uh, do you have that on you or should I read that for you?
3: Um I can pull it up if you have it up already.
2: Yeah, I got Michael Waka is a four twenty-seven WOVA with a three oh eight I to with a twenty-six point two per 26.6% hard to soft uh, contact ratio against right-handed hitters this season. He's also a uh, 20.4% strikeout rate with a 13.4% walk rate against righties at a terrible walk rate. Facing a bad Marlins offense, but it's very right-handed. Uh, yeah, the walks have been a concern. I know the velocity was up a tick or two, but yeah, and that was him pitching out of the bullpen. That's just, just going to happen. So I don't know if that means he's going to pitch at that same velocity going forward or he's just going to throw in max pitches when he's only going like a couple innings or two. And that's the other part of it is I don't know how deep Walker can go. Like he's not going to throw a hundred pitches, maybe 85, maybe 90. That could be enough uh, because the Marlins aren't good and he's super cheap, but I'm just, I'm not enthused about playing a chalky version of Michael Walker. And let's get to your hot take. Let's knock this out with your hot take. It's uh Oh, Stevie, tell us what it is. Do you remember what it is or no? Uh,
3: it was the Rays scoring a ton of runs, right? They are going to outscore cores the entire field. Yes. That's what I put. I like it. And these are, you know, it's a hot take, right? Oh no, yeah, for sure. Like, I feel you know, like that's a hot take. It's absolutely like 11, 11 an half run total out there. So,
2: <laughs> uh, notorious has got uh, Luke Voigt, Brandon Lau, and David Peralta hitting homers today. I like Peralta versus ICP, and he's kind of sort of lost in the slate to some extent. Uh, let's have the chat start loading up some questions. Of course, if you guys are on the old YouTube, you've probably been asking questions throughout. We haven't seen them, but our our multitasking producer D Train Devin. He's been copying him and he's been pasting and he's gonna throw him in to the Rotogrinders chat. We'll knock out as many as possible up ten minutes before we step aside and get out of here. And if you guys are in the Rotographer's chat as is, feel free to ask your questions too. Uh before we get to the questions of the people, Stevie, give me uh, your favorite stacks and three dudes that are hitting homers today.
3: Uh Yankees game I really like the Yankees stack. Um like the Cubs stack against Marquez to be a little I don't even know if it's contrarian because it's Rockies, but um what else Uh, i love tampa i I think i've said that a ton i really like tampa yeah
2: i don't know what's going on i feel like i missed part of this conversation in chat there's a other hot takes about carrot cake are you do you know what's going on here in the chat it's not baseball when i
3: when i haven't been looking at you and talking to you and talking baseball i've been kind of um seeing what's going on with the race that's all
2: they're asking you about Harvick. Is Harvick done on the race? What's going on with Harvick? Uh, he
3: pitted. I don't know why he pitted yet. I have I I don't know. I don't have like tweet Deck open because I wanted to go back and watch the race. But um, if he didn't lose a lap, then he was probably just pitting to um, stay out at the end of the stage.
2: <laughs> uh, Alcantara, uh, do you like him as an SB2 in tournaments? I do. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you were around about a week or two ago, or so, or something like that. But it was a morning show. It was like ten thirty in the morning, or something like that. But I, I was doing my show out of my, I, I, you know, at home. I wasn't in the office. And my neighbor uh, took uh, some umbrage with that and started banging on the wall very, very loudly. So they want to know uh, if I ever talked to the person, <laughs> and I haven't. Uh, and there's been no knocking since. So you know, it's. I had that time. open
3: I had that happen in a hotel before. While you were doing a show. Yeah, was we were we were at Homestead last year for the championship weekend for NASCAR, and we were doing the driver by driver breakdown show, and we got banged like they were banging on the door. And I was like, I don't care, I'm still doing my show.
2: On the door or the wall? Because the wall. The wall. The, totally I different. meant the wall. Yeah, the wall. It might be something else though in the wall at a hotel. You never really know, but uh, yeah, I, you think it was because you were too loud, possibly.
3: No, I was probably being too loud. I was. I'm always very loud in general. So this is a
2: general question for you Stevie. you guys stay at the top how do you do it how do you stay so sharp Stevie?
3: how do i stay so sharp i look at everything every day
2: what do you look at uh, you, I, I know i look at a lot of things too but like if you're to tell somebody like brand new to dfs baseball like they don't they, they watch baseball vaguely here and there or whatever uh what are like the three most important things you look at that you like at the you know i guess at night because you do the podcast at night uh what are the first three things that you say this is this is that leads me to playing these guys
3: i, I think the f- biggest mistake first of all um that anybody new playing dfs baseball is they don't understand and know what the terms mean that we use they don't understand walk walk rates or what is a hard to soft contact ratio like what is woba like i, I feel like the first thing that I would tell a new person to do to baseball is just go read and like learn about all the stats. Um, as far as after that, I, I like to look at a couple different things that are really important to me. Um, I, you know, I, I mentioned hard to soft contact ratio a lot because if the hard to soft contact ratio, like if you are looking at a guy like um, Alcantara, how would you say his name, Sandy Alcantara? Alcant Alcantara. I never heard yeah. somebody say it before that way. I'm
0: that's the way
2: to... the
3: booth says it, so I assume that's correct. Okay. Well, either way, like if we're looking for him, I have I happen to have like his page up. So if I'm looking at him, what I'm looking at is he's facing a pretty right-handed heavy lineup tonight. So I'm looking at what he does against righties. His ISO's is under 100. His hard to soft contact is five percent. You want it to be under about twenty percent is really good. Is really good is like under fifteen percent. But once you start seeing it, like you don't want a hard contact rate to be over like 30, 35%. When you see a hard to soft contact ratio at like 35%, you know, it's been really bad. So um, I like to look at contact numbers uh, and strikeout stuff. Those are important to me.
2: You mentioned as far as like the, the, the terms we use, I feel like RG had a page to like, find all those uh, those terms. And if it doesn't, if we don't. Uh, Fangraphs Fangraph- has a
3: really good page. Not to Fangraph- send people elsewhere, well, but they have a really good page breaking everything down
2: yeah yeah th- th- that's that's a place and you're right because like we say things like woba and you know iso and some people that you know it could be intimidating like if you don't know like well, what's a woba what's on what does that even mean
3: i'd say 50 percent of people playing dfs baseball don't know what babbitt means yeah All yeah right.
2: okay yeah that, that's quite possible and the thing about baseball it almost doesn't matter or something like anybody can win uh, in the long run of course it matters but like baseball but the, the weird variants like you can make a lineup in five minutes. It makes no sense. Like I've said to somebody else before, it's like, I, I feel, I can feel completely locked in in a slate. Like I feel like I know everything and like all the math I'm on the, on the right side of math. And I studied for seven hours all day and I made these lineups that I love and I can finish dead last. And it wasn't like I did the wrong thing necessarily. It's just sort of baseball. And other days where I'm like, I don't really like this slate. And I actually can do really well. It's just, that's just how it goes sometimes. And, you know, you put yourself on the right side of variance every day in theory you're not going to have the best day sometimes and over the long haul it should work out that's sort of my approach is that is that kind of have you had that before where you feel totally locked in and like this just, just it just completely blows up in your face in baseball
3: yeah i hate loving slates <laughs> <laughs> every time i love a slate um like today's slate like I, I think it's a good slate but i hate the pitching options so like i don't love it, it just in general so like it's just one of those slates where i feel i feel like it, it could be a good night just because i don't
2: I don't love it either. I kind of like it. I don't love it.
3: Like right now, like I'm playing around with a lineup um, and like Al Canchara is my um, SP2 for cash games. So like, you know, you never feel good about that. It's just, it's kind of what it's just leading to.
2: Best two starting pitchers for 9K uh, each. Under 9K each. I assume you're talking DK. That wouldn't make sense for fantasy drafts. So your, your two favorite pitchers, 9K and under.
3: Um. I guess it'd be Annabelle Sanchez and Alcantara. But I don't feel great about either one of them.
2: Yeah. Uh I don't know what
3: we're just talking about.
2: <laughs> Annabelle and you know, I mean, like I, I, I'm gonna have probably a Darvish. I'm not gonna feel good about it. <laughs> I'm probably I mean if if Tanaka goes, if that game goes, I'm fine with the Tanaka there. And that's the problem, is like I'm not taking stands, which I don't like outside of sale. <clears throat> My SB2s are just kind of up in the air. And I might just like cycle through the pitchers. Uh any interest in a Miami stack against Waka. I that's am yes. I'm not, I'm not playing Waka, but I'm not playing much Miami. You tell me.
3: Yes, I have a lot of interest in that. Like I think that um playing like a Morton or I, I okay, so I'll I'll say it. Like I have a Ryu um I have a Ryu sale Miami stack that I have for a tournament team today.
2: There you go. Yeah. I mean, you look any
3: team can win. It's a leverage spot because Waka's chalk and you get two top-end pitchers, which I don't think a lot of people will do today.
2: Uh, Morton-Sale combination for tournaments. I'm okay with that. I think you can make it work.
3: I have made it work, um, and I don't like the lineup. (laughs) Yeah, you're not going to love it. You're going to be punting a couple
2: spots. Uh, Tampa stack uh, against Tanner Anderson. We both uh, agree with that definitely, yes? Yep. You can only play one stack, Tampa or Washington, versus Odreza Mertespanye.
3: I still think it's Tampa. I actually think Despaigne is better than the Anderson guy.
2: Uh, I mean, Despaigne is I've like – Something i
3: never said before.
2: He's like crafty, <laughs> right? He There's a reason why he's stuck around forever. Uh, he's He changes his speeds with his weird – you know, he's not going to overpower you, but he's frustrating. So maybe he'll be tricky the first, way through, uh, first time through and second time through. They might get to him. Uh, Yonder, Alonso, or Alfaro?
3: I think I would go with Alonso
2: uh any love for starling castro today apparently he's got some bbp stevie Are you aware of this
3: oh bbp on top of one to play that's fine with me i'm gonna pull it up i have it in front of me i, I, I can find it 3100 batting fourth yeah
2: yeah i mean I, I didn't consider the bbp but now i'm just sort of curious that i see it and uh i'm trying to just buy time and scroll as i'm finding the name and uh nope i can't find it for some reason unfortunately but uh we'll find it in a second um so your favorite starting pitcher too for cash it, that's i i don't I'm trying to make Morton work, but I don't know if I will be able to.
3: Yeah, so, like, I had Tanaka, and like I said, I'm playing around with lineups now because I, I, I'm i not playing Tanaka in cash. Uh, the, the weather report just has me to the point where I'm not going to play it. Um, so, I'm leaning towards Alcantara right now. Castro, 12 for 25 against
2: Waka in his career. Two doubles, three Dongs, five Ks.
3: That's I do a
2: I do like to look at like, you know, who controls the bat as far as strikeouts versus walks. And I also like to look at the exit velocity. Uh, you know, sometimes a guy can be five for, you know, 25 versus a guy, but he's like hitting the ball at an average like 98 miles per hour. So he's hitting it hard just to the wrong people or two people in general. Uh, so those are things to kind of dig in as well. I think that means more for BBP, but whatever. I guess it's something. And like you said, like, you know, it's just that he's cheap and he's walk walking and nothing else, he's a leverage play. Uh, best ten players under 50k for a salary cap. We cannot make that work, unfortunately. Uh need two cheapies on FanDuel for cash. So yeah, so two cheap players for cash on FanDuel. Uh Matt, Matt Adams. Adams. I don't know if he's cheap enough. Like who are your cheapies on FanDuel?
3: Matt Adams. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hold that I'm pulling I, I had um DK and fantasy draft up give me two seconds.
2: So, you know, you can do, you can put up the scroller, you know, you, you pull up the, the RG lineup page and you can scroll all the way to, let's say, uh, 2 6 or 2 7 is a cheapie. So everybody goes away, everybody disappears outside the guys that are 2 6 and under, and you can see all the options to pick from. I pulled up uh, 2 6, between 2 6 and 2K uh, on the RG page, and let's see who kind of sort of pops for us. Sam Travis is 2 1. That's playable, right?
3: Yeah. Um, my chibis on Fandle would be Matt Adams and Colin Moran um Hernandez is cheap too
2: is Moran still a, a pinch hit risk when a lefty comes in that probably thinking, yeah, they don't have a
3: lot of lefties in that bullpen though
2: uh Yonder Alonzo is two six. he came up here we talked about Youngo Gung is 2k uh you know Zanino you don't want to play catchers on on uh on Fandle but I don't mind him like in a Tampa Bay stack I don't mind Zanino there at all uh Jose Martinez batting second at 2.4k he's a guy that's a might get out of the game, do the double swap pinch hitting or bad defense. So Just kind of be alarmed about that. Uh, One or two questions more before you step aside and get out of here. Gossman, uh, Kevin Gossman, a good starting pitcher too. I wouldn't say good, but I think he's in the conversation of starting pitcher twos.
3: So here's the thing. I don't think anybody is a good SP2 today. uh, If you're not paying up for like two top end guys. So, you got you to gotta remember that when you're building your lineups today. You know, you're just – you're closing your eyes and you're hoping – you're not watching the game that he's pitching in because it would be very stressful for any of your FB2s. So, um, yeah, I, I don't hate Galsman. Like I said, I played him in the start last time in Pittsburgh. He got rocked. But there was a reason that I played him. Um, You know, there, there's still a little bit of upside here.
2: Rematch cores as well as far as Darvis versus Marquez. They played in Chicago with the – where it was really good weather, at least to suppressing homers. Uh, what are your thoughts as far as – give me your three favorite bats and cores.
3: Uh, Schwarber, um, Arenado, and probably Rizzo. Question in chat, what's going on with the Yankee game? We don't
2: know. We're not meteorologists. Well, we don't play one on TV. We don't play one anywhere. But Kevin Roth, he'll give you the best answer as far as what's going down. And that's a segue into what's going on next. If you guys are pre-members, you know next is crunch time with Roth. We'll knock out the weather, give you guys updates all the way up the lock, and Tuttle will answer all your baseball-related questions. Stevie and Strong, give us something good. Are are the Raptors world champions at the end of tonight? What are your thoughts on that? No. (laughs) Okay. Succinct, quick, and to the point. He's Stevie. I'm Dean. Thanks for watching. Enjoy your baseball. We're out of here. Out.